I think the lizards like the crunching. I'll be honest. And that's all we'll say on that. That's that's all we'll say on that. I did get some feedback on. <laughs> I did get some feedback on the boyfriends and breakups episode, um, from a mutual friend of one of the boys who just was like, "I know who Baldy is." Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I said, "Was I fair?" And they were like, "Amply fair, <laughs> muchly so." <laughs> the cackling in here is Jess in the background. The first first ever guest <laughs> slash not guest just. What are you doing? You're doing washing or something. <laughs> well, in fact, I'm a guest in Jess's house. I'm starstruck. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> she can't stop looking. I'm going to get out of the studio. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, Jess. Ciao. <laughs> Let us know if you want to be on. If you've got something to say. Yeah, anytime you want, jump on, Jess. Yeah, we've got two kinds of shapes because there was two for one sale across the road. Having not started, we'll have a snack break. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm really into these mission tortilla strips. Mm, I love those too. They're really good because they're so salty and I like crunchy. Them. I like them with a the salsa. I didn't get a salsa because I wasn't sure how you were feeling today. Mm-mm. I know you've got a sensitive stomach, hence two... Two types of shapes. <laughs> They're a safe food. <laughs> <laughs> um, a previous housemate of Jess's, um, let's call him Bowers, his nickname. Yes. Okay. You know Bowers, I think. I've, I've, have I met? I'd, I've heard of. I think you know about Bowers. Yeah, I know about Bowers yeah. for sure. So um, I did not live there, but occasionally I would pick up Bowers safe foods. <laughs> which <laughs> I remember this. <laughs> it was literally... Um, you know those like kids <laughs> chocolate mousses? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you were like, I actually don't want to go in. The, like I have to go to a different supermarket so they don't think I'm buying this for me. Like they're not for me. I've never, I don't think I've ever eaten one. Um, but Bowers, that was a safe food for him. I think he must have been in his like last year of uni or something. And I don't know, he was doing something really hectic at ANU. I don't know. And sometimes like you'd look at him and I'd be like, Bowers, have you eaten? Because, you know, um, He'd be like way too skinny and he'd be like, eat, I don't have time to eat. And, you know, like he bought a new stand-up desk in his room. And so I'm like, are you ever sitting down? Are you ever looking after yourself? Literally never. And I was like, I can't convey to you how like vicariously stressed I am about you. And I don't even know you, but I will get you some some chalky moose. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's, It's it's an emergency. It's a public service. Yeah, but I remember, and I remember you being like, if anyone sees me buying like this shopping list, I will have to pretend I'm having a children's like party or something. I mean, it basically was <laughs> visiting like Bowers and Lily and Kyle. <laughs> it's a kid's party. Uh, I, um, I we have... can't talk about mine and like Kyle's Friday night plans. Um, it's yeah. <laughs> it, okay. Do you know what? Actually, I've just realized how that sounds. It's absolutely <laughs> not what you're thinking. <laughs> I was like, I really, I know you really like Daddy Kyle. I love Daddy Kyle or KZ <laughs> as he's affectionately named. Um, no, it was nothing of that nature. It just like involves like, you know, Kyle's like crap boy movies. Like, you know, they'd be like, shoot, you know, and we're like, what movie will we watch? And Kyle will be like, let's watch Money Heist oh. again. And I'm like, come watch it every Friday, Kyle. Oh, I think I remember Jess telling me that she had like Money Heist dreams, like all her <laughs> dreams for a while were Money Heist things. <laughs> Casey just watching it on a loop. <laughs> uh, I had a um, a really thin, like, forget to eat housemate for a while as well. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. And the only evidence I would have that he'd been eating anything was that at the start of the week he would separate, I can't remember if they were Skittles or M&Ms, into their colours in the sitting room or the lounge room. Oh, yeah, sure. And they'd sit on a plate on the side of the... Um, Sorry about the front door. It's a bit the, squeaky. The sofa. You become so aware of the noises in your environment when you do this that you yeah. don't hear otherwise. Yeah, yeah. So you would separate out the lollies into their colours on this plate and the plate would sit there all week and then the colours would kind of um, disappear by in, preference order. In a particular order. And I have was, to ask, is the order the same every time? Oh, I, I can't remember, to okay. be honest. I think it was. Okay. Um, but that would be my only evidence he'd been eating anything. He's been eating Skittles. Just a few. Just every day. Just a few a few on the way out the door. A few on the way back in. Wow. That's how I knew he'd been home. <laughs> That's a, that is a telltale sign though. 
Anyway, we're here to talk about. We were, speaking of food, we were both saying um, we've had pancakes on the brain. You've yeah. had actual pancakes. I've had actual pancakes two days in a row. That's delightful. That's yeah. big weekend energy. Yeah, I thought so. And I was planning it from Friday. I was <sighs> thinking I'm going to be having pancakes tomorrow morning. I'm going to brave going to Coles. If you heard that noise, that Bless. was just delivering a rose in a vase. Well, that's actually not the first rose I've been delivered today. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should come back. Uh, do you know what? All I have to say about pancakes is that I've had some and you want some. The end. Okay. Skipping ahead to the roses. If you haven't thought about pancakes for a while, have some. Have some. <laughs> skip, skip, skipping ahead to the roses. I was at a cafe this morning, <coughs> sitting outside, reading a book, having a coffee, as people do in cafes. Yep. Famously so. Ignoring the world. Sort of like being present in it, but ignoring it, right? Like that sort of introverty thing I do. Yep. And it's a cafe where I used to be a regular, but then I changed jobs, so I don't go there much anymore. So it was nice to kind of return home. Because um, it is on the other side of town. It is on the other side of town. But I had a few errands to run up this way. Yep, yep. While I was there reading my book, a man came up quite close to me, sort of from behind. He's standing, I'm sitting. Suspicious. He's got one hand full of stuff. The other hand has a single rose, single stem rose, really pretty rose. Big like peachy white sort of but with peachy tips smells nice rose gorge fancy rose and it's wrapped in really pretty paper big ribbon and he goes to me would you hold this for me and i'm like what (laughs) that's literally all i did i I wasn't like excuse me or pardon or i do not know what you mean my manners left me because i was bamboozled and i just went what i'd be shook also (laughs) and he goes could you just hold this for me for a second while i do something and i was like okay Grabbed it and he just chuffed off, just walked away. Bye. He just dipped. He dipped. At which point I back the other way, so sort of I had to turn around, turn around behind my shoulder to watch him go. <laughs> but at this point, the whole calf has turned around to watch him go, and he looks back. He's got a big grin on his face. He gives a little wave and a smile, like quite cute. Absolutely thrilled with himself. And and off he goes. He's into the distance, and the cafe staff look at me and they're like, "Where'd you get a rose?" What just what? what do you make of this? <laughs> well, the first thing I looked for was am I being filmed? Because it really oh uh, yeah, like reeked of people do that on TikTok. Yeah, it's got scandal written all over it. Yeah, and when you watch the ones on TikTok, there was actually a scandal about a TikTok one. Uh, I don't know. I feel like it was two years ago. Sure. Um, that I'll touch on. But when you watch the ones on TikTok, you're like, okay, that was nice, but your motive was also to get views. Yeah. On yep. your reel. Yeah. Yeah. Someone did it to a woman. <clears throat> an Australian woman and it became like clickbaity kind of cheap mm. news headlines and the news headlines were like young man makes old woman's day by giving her a rose and she did a right of reply. Actually, I'm going to see if I can find it. Okay, sure. Honest. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Go for it. We've got time. Okay. Um, a Melbourne woman has slammed a viral TikTok that turned her into a sob story without her consent. Ooh. All right. She has slammed a TikTok influencer for using her for wholesome, in quotes, content in a viral video that she didn't consent to be in. By now you've probably seen the video which has over 58 million views. In That's it, a, a man approaches an older woman sitting alone in a Melbourne food court and asks her to hold a bouquet of flowers for him for a second. While she admires the flowers, he rummages through his bag. Then he tells her to have a nice day and walks away, leaving her with the flowers, which appears to make her tear up. It's been captioned, I hope this made her day better with the hashtag wholesome. All the comments obviously are really like nice Mm, on the video. Um, And someone's commented she was definitely going through something and those flowers made it a little better. Except she wasn't. The woman, who goes by Marie, told the ABC that she didn't want the flowers and Harrison actually turned her into a viral sob story without her consent. He interrupted my quiet time, filmed and uploaded a video without my consent, turning it into something it wasn't, and I feel like he is making quite a lot of money through it. Marie said when Harrison walked away without the flowers, she realised she was being filmed. When she asked if this was the case, the group of people who were filming her said no. She then tried to return the flowers to the man, I didn't want to have to carry them home on the tram, to be quite frank. (laughs) Later that day, Marie was shown the video by a friend and tabloids began reporting on it. 
At first it was a bit of a joke to me, but then I felt dehumanised after reading the article. The article said, old woman, elderly woman, heartbreaking tale, and they got this picture of me supposedly crying, but it was just a horrible expression. I've been used for clickbait. (laughs) (laughs) Marie did not approve, and I can see why. Yeah, I'm. I think I'm on her side. I'm on her side. She yeah. was. She was used. Mm, definitely. Because if you've gone to the extent of getting your friends to film it, and it's also this, it's this weird sensation of being perceived, right? Like when someone comes up and does something like that mm. to you, whether it's catcalling or whether it's like commenting on your piercings, which men seem to do to women all the time, um, or kind of whatever it is, even if it's a nice interaction, you become aware that other people are perceiving and evaluating your presence in a space which is human and we do it all the time or whatever but it's odd to become aware of it to become aware (laughs) of it and to then have people like assume you look tragic or sad or you like symbolize this this heartbreaking figure when you're just having some nice alone time in a food court is that's some bs that's some bs so i checked to see if i was being filmed i wasn't (laughs) i don't think i was if i go viral for having been given a flowering gungal and someone let me know yeah, I'll be I'll be on that. Look, I don't know how I'm going to find it because I'm famously not on any, any of the, of the any of the platforms that I, I'm going to see it on. No, but I'll I'll keep a weather eye. Poppy does have her own Instagram though. It my hound. Maybe Poppy can keep an eye also. Um, so Poppy's Papachinos, maybe she will notice um, while she's on the Instagram. Subtle plug. Little plug for Poppy, but yeah, that so that's happened to me this morning. And then so I guess overall that was nice. Mm-hmm. Um, I am wearing a, a fairly cleavage dress was it the dress look perhaps perhaps but he came from behind me he can't see oh was there a large mirror no okay ha- i'm literally out of ideas so i guess we just have to take like not look a gift horse in the mouth and then just take that as a lovely thing we'll go with that for now so that's my first valentine the bar's been set single rose up it from there single rose please yeah well how many roses would you like more than one Oh, one, one free rose, no strings attached. Like I don't have to go on a date. I don't have to give him my number. There was no, nothing that I was obligated to do to receive this rose was actually excellent. You've not had to sit in a car that smells like McDonald's. Like I've not had to go on Tinder. How great is this? So I think actually it's great. I think everything's coming up Zoe today. Everything's coming up roses. Yeah. Everyone's had a great day. Everyone, yeah. So, so far we've had a great day. We have an episode for you today that what have we decided it's about? I feel like largely we're centering on celebrations. Okay, we're talking about celebrations because we talked about some sad stuff last time. Yeah. I have one update for you on that front, which I texted you earlier today, but it's for everyone else. Uh, I've already forgotten. What was it? I, yesterday. <coughs> went, yes, sorry. Yes. Yesterday I went my first day without thinking about that person. That situation shit. The situation, yeah. I think congratulations is in order. So, and I just, I didn't even realize I'd done that until today. I think that's magnificent. I know. Isn't that beautiful? I think more evidence that time has been served. Time's been served. It creeps up on you, but then, yeah, it's served. I wonder if they feel like that in real prison. Do you think? (laughs) (laughs) No. Do you think it creeps up on them? I think decidedly not. I think it strings out probably infinitely ahead of them. Mm, Oh, well, I guess depending what you did, maybe you deserve that. Yeah. We have had our first week back at work though. So things have been busy. Holy smokes. Well, our our first full week, we had a half week before that. First week with children. Yeah. That's the main, the big job. I suppose. Are you still, yeah, they're yours are children still. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mine are older children. Mm. I've been pulling some long days this week, but I think I, I think I'm off that now. I think I'm done. Okay. I hope that's the case. Me too. I, f- I feel like you say that every start of term. I think I fully intended to maintain it for an entire term last year though. And then I did. You did. But this term, no, nah, I think I'm done. You I think I'm, I've got a few things to do tonight and then I think I'm sort of ready to go. Yeah. Did you want to touch on morning routines before we get into celebrations? Oh, I do. Because, okay, the reason morning I'm putting morning routines in here is because I feel like there's an overlap. Okay. Because okay. now if you have been an avid listener for a long time, you might remember in earlier episodes talking about um, Sigourney Weaver to get things done. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. It's so, a little, it sounds a little bit unhinged. <laughs> um, I don't know. Maybe I'll sift back through and find out where that was and I'll put it in the show notes or something. Oh. If, if you need to, if you need further context about that. Um, which actually stems from me learning a particular strategy from you. Yeah, basically I would uh, like 
you just tell yourself a little story that helps you get the job done. Yeah. So you came up with like Sigourney Weaver needs you to do something. Yeah, yeah. What would Sigourney Weaver do? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I'm like, I mean, like if I need to be on Sigourney Weaver's team, like if she's the captain, what do I need to do to get shit done? Because I don't want to disappoint her. No, she's relying on you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, Anyway, so this is in the realm of that, but it's about like pumping myself up for the day. So um, I don't know if Jess will attest to this or not, but um, I have had Shania Twain <gasps> like cranking. Yes. Shania oh. shower. I, sh- I dig this yeah. concept. Yeah. So what what have you dubbed it, Jess? Jess is running to the mic. A Shania shower. <laughs> I love it. I've got tingles. I'm going to have to try it immediately. So I don't like, know if you remember... Um, it was a very specific meme, but it was about um, kick Shania the, Twain's. Kicking the door. Yeah, man, yeah. I feel like a woman. Whenever I hear that, I feel like I could kick, a, kick door a door in. in. Yeah. And I'm like, I need to like channel this energy. I'm going to like, I'm getting up for Sigourney Weaver, but I'm getting out the door with Shania Twain. God damn it. <sighs> yes. Because Hell yes. She's got some people that don't impress her much. Okay, and that's the next one. (laughs) 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 That she's got to be dealing with today. Absolutely. She needs a head start. Yeah, yeah. God, I love this. Okay, so what I can thoroughly endorse is a Shania shower to get you going. Okay, I'm I'm doing one tomorrow morning. Yeah, yeah. Tomorrow I have a big day because I've got my full day of teaching. Yeah. I've got an afternoon like... It sounds like a disease, a cluster meeting, but it's where you meet with <laughs> with the schools in the area. Ew. And then I think I've got like an hour and a half between that ending and meet the teacher starting. Oh, okay. As a week three. Mm. But because I've moved closer to home in that hour and a half, I will be able to go home to the dog and, and come back. She'll be so relieved. Which is so good. Yes. I'll be relieved because it's a little brain break too. Yeah. Brain breaks for you, tummy scratches for. I wonder puppy. if I could bring her back for meet the teacher. You could pretend she is the teacher. <laughs> <laughs> I've learned lots from Poppy. I've learned a lot from Pocket too. They are beautiful things. He's staring into my eyes okay. right now. Okay, well, we love a Shania shower. Absolutely. Are you going to try and make the connection between that and celebrations for us, or? <laughs> Just the, oh, the shower is the celebration. The, it, the celebration energy. It's like getting pumped up. It's like I am ready to greet the day. I'm, I'm not doing downward dog, hello, sun bullshit. No, I'm doing a Shania shower to get ready for my effing day. Yeah. Hell good. yes. I love it. My mum used to do a salute the sun <laughs> in, in the mornings. Pocket, leave that alone. Okay. We're talking about celebrations. We, we've been through the summer period. There's been lots of celebrations. So many. I can't, we, you know, there's Christmas. I came to you for New Year's. Um, your sister and her partner had a housewarming party. Yeah. Oh, my God. There were so many celebrations. Personally, in my family, we also had my grandma's birthday. Yeah. 94? Yes. 94. Now, and you've got to celebrate. you got to celebrate those. Oh, yeah. When you've been kicking on that long, you got to, you know... It's amazing. The world is amazing still. Yeah, you have to do something lovely. And it's a tricky time period, Grandma's birthday, because it is the 29th. So it's between Christmas and New Year and lots of nice restaurants that she would like are shut. Mm-hmm. They don't reopen. So And she visits from Melbourne. Melbourne. Yeah. She always stays <coughs> with us until after her birthday so that we can all go out together. Now, she likes a nice lunch. There are requirements for this lunch, obviously, as there should be at 94. A, a damn straight. Tablecloths. Fuck oath, a tablecloth. I'm not setting foot in a place without a tablecloth. Linen napkins. Yeah, fair enough. Not too loud. Essential, just normally. French-Australian cuisine. <laughs> Very specific between Christmas and New Year. <laughs> right, okay. So... There's, it's always a thing trying to find somewhere that's open. One of our favourite places to take her, I think it's her favourite place we have taken her, closed down for a couple of years because I think the owner got done for like drug or gang affiliated stuff. Oh, bummer. Don't you hate when a good restaurant is a like, <laughs> like a, a front? front? But they were so good. <laughs> I feel like that about Dozer Hut, but I've never eaten there, so I can't actually be sure. <laughs> they were... <laughs> Um, they were back open, but we weren't sure if we were supporting them yet or not. Like we had made that decision. Oh, okay. Yeah. So mum finds a few options. We weigh them up. We choose one. It's called the Marion. It looks over Lake Burley Griffin. 
Oh, yeah, like at, down at Regatta Point? Yes. Yeah, okay. It's beautiful. It's perfect. It meets all the specifications. Yep. Truly beautiful. It's even carpeted so that the sound is absorbed more. Oh, I love that. Have you got a view of the um, Captain Cook jet fountain thing? Yes. Yep. Our table is right by the glass. So oh, lovely. Ma- Good view. Maximum view. Yep, great. As we're approaching Grandma with her wheelie walker, we're approaching the table. Ample time to think about who's going to sit where between the door and the table. You've got time. There's time to think about it. Mum says several times to Grandma, she goes, Mum, you sit, sorry, you sit there so that you can see the view. Ignored. Completely oh, ignored. okay. She decides to sit back to the view. Oh, Val. Okay. <laughs> Plops herself down. Curious. So we all fall into line, sitting in the other two available chairs. I've got the best view. Mum Lucky go- for you. Yep. I know. Mum goes in again. Mum, why don't you switch seats with Zoe so that you can enjoy the view? Serena's really, she's going in about this because she wants Val to enjoy the, the view. Yep. Yeah. To benef- maybe she just hasn't noticed it's there. Yeah. Fair. That's not the case. <laughs> Your mum's doing God's work right now, actually. My grandma says this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I've been to Canberra enough times. I know what it looks like. (laughs) (laughs) That is a goddamn sleigh. Distinctly unimpressed. (laughs) She doesn't want to look at the Memorial Jet or the National Library or the flags. Thank you very much. Or the the go boats going by. (laughs) (laughs) Just want a fucking bar of it. She's seen it. She knows yeah. what it looks like. She's 94. She's been here. Yeah, there's nothing to see here. She was in Canberra before the lake was built. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway, so that's a that was a quirk of our celebration. Other than that, it was really lovely. <laughs> she has one other time um, in a restaurant that we went to in Melbourne. As the wait person came over to take our order, my cousin asked my grandma, is this place a favourite? And my grandma just went... Not a favourite. It's no Scopri. <laughs> <laughs> By which she means like, no, it's not her absolute favourite, but she still really likes it. <laughs> How could anyone possibly be expected to interpret that? <laughs> anyway, so, you know, you get maybe, and we'll have to get back to you about whether we care about the view when we're 94. I don't know. Like, well, you know, maybe we can circle back to that in however many years. Because, okay, because I've only ever had one dining experience that I can recall with your grandma, and I was about 18. Oh, in Melbourne. In Melbourne. She's a bit of, she was, she's a bit of fun, really, usually. Yeah, she was great, but I was fiercely Sloshed. intimidated oh, okay. by her. She also likes to top up everyone's wine, if possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I was really scared about where we were. I was like, I don't know if I've ever been in a restaurant this fancy. Was it that fancy? I don't even recall it being that fancy. I don't know. Well, I don't know. It just, it probably felt that way because we were... Melbourne. It had Melbourne energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it is. It was fierce. It was bringing it. Yeah, okay. So anyway, that was Grandma's um, birthday celebration. Not long after, you had a celebration. Did I? Yeah, here. Oh, the New Year's event. Oh, no, the one after that. But we did have that. Oh, God. You can lead a horse to water. (laughs) You can't make her think. Wow. (laughs) That's so upsetting. (laughs) All I can say is that your attitude is deeply unprofessional. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Okay, so we had the housewarming. We had it on, I don't know, the 13th or something. Um, there were so many things I loved about this party. There was a lot happening. It was full on. I wasn't here on the dot when it started. Neither was I. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Jess and I are literally at the shop. Okay, because it <laughs> I got I got here not long after it started. Like fifty minutes after it started. Was I here when you got yes. here? Yes. Okay, yep. I got here fifty minutes after it started. I didn't want to be on time because there were people I wanted to see. I had like different things going on. There were people I wanted to see that I assumed wouldn't be on time. I assumed that literally no one would be on time. Me too. Because Emma set the um, the time at, I don't know, 4 o'clock or 4.30 or whatever it was. Yeah. Okay. I've come two hours after that. And like I'm an thinking and no one is getting here until 5.30 because I yeah. wouldn't. No. No, no, no. So Jess and I go to, I don't know, Coles or Woolies yeah. or wherever we had to go. We had Fair to go and enough. get some things. 
and Emma is on the horn and we're in the car park <laughs> and she's like, everyone's here. And like, so even some of my friends were here and I did not know what to do about that because I There's fully expected none of them to be there. I expected no one to be here. I got here at almost six o'clock. Yeah. And it was raging. Place was heaving. Heaving. Yeah. I was shooketh. I actually, I, I was initially intending to come and have a really nice time. The night before that party. Then you came and had a shit time. I'd got heat struck. <laughs> and I'd been oh, sick yeah, that's right. all night. I'd been like literally being sick. Yeah. So I had my bottle of Hydrolyte. And the only reason I came was to deliver the present and to deliver your laptop back to you. Yes. Yes. Because I'd borrowed it. Yeah. And in my head, I was going to drop them off, stay half an hour, go. Not to be. Not to be. Not to be. So the first thing I loved about this party was that I spent all night, and I was here till late, I, for me, 11. I didn't actually interact with you very much I at know. all. I spent till almost 11 at this party drinking Hydrolyte out of my drink bottle and no one either noticed or cared. That was fine. It was fine. It was like... I didn't know until right now. Like, no one noticed. So, one, that was lovely. Two, there were what I'm going to call, and I don't know if this is a fair assessment, I'm going to call the cool kids. Yeah. Okay. Apt assessment. Because I've written down to talk to you about the fact that I realised at that party that the kids I think are cool think I'm cool. Oh, that's (sighs) so good. So good. So you know who I'm talking about. So they're a couple years older than us. Mm -hmm. They're your sister's age. Mm -hmm. And I have just always, always been a little bit awestruck by these people, like wanted to be around them, loved their energy. We love their energy. At a certain point in the night, one of them, who's probably the most esoteric, Mm. gets me to mind meld with her because she wants me to give her some of my confidence. (laughs) This woman is a raging extrovert. <laughs> I was like... Like she's she's actually, um, I'm going to say borderline, like, I don't know, aggressively extroverted. It's aggressively extroverted. And I was so confused. I was like, are you talking to me? <laughs> you just like looking around you. <laughs> oh, sorry, Pocket. There were a lot of people around me. I was like, you're talking to me? <laughs> How many of those punches have you had? I mean, the punch was pretty fierce also. It was lovely. So I had this. I was like, oh, my God, the cool, ki- the cool kids think I'm cool. The other thing that was happening was that Brenton was quoting the podcast and demanding more episodes. I did catch that, yes. Which was so sweet. But, I like, he has a better memory for it than I do. He, do you know, he remembers things from the podcast and he'll bring them up. I'm like, what are you talking about? And it will, like, I can't remember. No, me neither. It, to me, it's just a conversation I had. Like, yeah. 12 months ago. Yes. Anyway, he, he said um, <laughs> he said really similar things to other people have said. Like he feels like he's just at the table hanging yeah, out. Yeah. He listens to it on his commute. Yes. He is desperate for us to do the episode that we said we would do where we went out for a night. Turns out I think we were lying to the listeners and to ourselves when we made up that decision. I just don't think we have it in us. I don't. Okay. Can I tell you, there's three reasons why I don't love a night out. Okay, go. Rule num- number one. It's actually too fucking loud and it hurts my ears. It's so loud. It's so loud. I can cope with it if it's summer and it's somewhere where the outside music isn't as loud as inside. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm not clubbing. No. And part part of the reason I don't like it is because um, I'm too old to like be having a good time dancing anymore because, you know... I'm, I'm, I haven't had like 16,000 shots and, you know, something I found on the floor of a bathroom. I've only like, <laughs> once in my life had a good time dancing. So, like, statistically, it's unlikely to happen now. Because what I want on a night out is a lot of social interaction where we do lots of talking. And yes. because of the volume, you cannot you do it. And then you wake up hoarse the next morning. Yeah. You're too late for the farmer's market. Everything's... Anyway. Yeah. So, Brendan was desperate for us to do that episode, but we can't. But what Brendan and the cool kids did do was do a sort of horoscope reading and character assessment of me oh which i found really interesting okay okay i remember being accused of not having been doing my duties or something because you hadn't already done it oh the the birth chart yeah 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 okay so we did my birth chart i think leela was like 
you know, like, what kind of gay are you? Or, <laughs> no, no, it wasn't. She said, what kind of wilding are you? <laughs> <laughs> it was a family assessment. <laughs> okay, so before we got into the um, the horoscope B business. Yeah, yeah. I hope I get that right. They were talking about sort of who has what beige flags. Beige flags? Yes. Say more things. So I think beige flags are like, like I don't know, quirks about you that probably aren't even that quirky. There's like a facet of you that is neither good nor bad. It just okay. is. Yeah, sure. Okay. So like for me, a Shania shower, that's a green flag. Oh, yeah. Me too. What would be a red flag? What's one of our, do we have any red flags? We famously have zero red flags, duh. Potentially my pantry cupboard is a red flag. Or my drawer labelled labels full of labels. I I just think you're really organised. We don't have any red flags and that's what we're going to go with. <laughs> okay, some people do. Ben tells me that my red flags are that I'm bossy and I... Um, <laughs> and what else? He goes, you're bossy and you always have to be right even when you're wrong. Actually, especially when you're wrong. And I said to him, do you think I don't know what I'm like, Benjamin? <laughs> I already know all those things. I carry them in my stride. <laughs> it's like a quiver of arrows. <laughs> You're just leaning in. <laughs> it's self-confidence, bitch. <laughs> um, so we were talking about red flags and we were sort of like talking about the energy people give off. And Brenton said that the energy that I give off, like just my baseline, yeah, the yeah. kind of what I put into the world... Is that he said Zoe is amused. Amused. And Leela was like, sorry to name them, but Leela was like yep. amusing. And he was like, no, she's amused. And he was like, she's not like distanced or disconnected. She's in there, she's observing, but she's finding it funny. Oh. Yes. And I was like, I've never thought of myself like that. I can't say that I have either. At all. Until later in the night when Leela asks me about teaching. <laughs> and this is why she wants my confidence, right? Right. Because she's like, how do you how do you do it? Because I've been doing it a while now. This is my eighth year. Yep. She was like, how did you do it so young? You know, for a start with the old ones when there was four years difference between me and the kids. Mm-hmm. How did you do it so young? How do you like hold yourself? Which I can famously do. I can hold myself well in a room. Um, how do you not let it intimidate you, the, all the kids? And I was like, they're, they're not scary. They're just funny. Yeah. And she was like, give me an example. And so I told, <laughs> I told the example where a kid really loudly in the middle of my class was like, oi, and then used the name of the boy next to her. Mm-hmm. I'll use a random name. Oi, Grigor. <laughs> She goes, oi, Grigor. Oh, Grigor. We're she's, Slavic now. She's elbowing him. And he's like, what? C word. Yeah. Not loving that. But, you know, in the particular class I'm with. Mm-hmm. Checks out. Like you pick, you're picking your battles. Yep. It's a, they're having a rough week. I'm choosing to ignore that one for now because I'm tending to someone else. Yep. And she goes, yeah, Grigor, look at Mrs. Teeth. And I was like, I'm listening now. Yeah. Right? Ears pricked. And this girl goes, they actually fuck me off. (laughs) What the, what does that mean? (laughs) So I had to inquire what that meant. And they're too big and they're too white. Okay. And so what she actually meant was, I'm annoyed that my teeth aren't as pretty as yours. Kids are so weird. And she was like, can you teach with less teeth? I'm sick of looking at your teeth, miss. They're all up in my grill making me feel shit about myself. And I was like, see, they're funny. They're insane. Yeah, they're just unhinged. Like they're fun- But I think that is, <clears throat> I think that is my baseline. A lot of the time is like I am a little bit amused by the world. That's so interesting because I think for me with the little people, I think I'm really curious about them. I find them fascinating. They are. Little ones are fascinating. Like... I think, like, my confidence comes from, I'm like, I wonder why they're doing that. And even when they, you know, so, and sometimes they do this when they're, f- like, four and five and they say, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> and I think to myself, 
Mm. I want to know more about that. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me more. And it just doesn't phase me because I'm just really inter- – I'm very curious just about it all. Very, yeah. You, you can't be too curious with the teens because it will, yeah. like, end up in a weird – you don't want to be their friend. You don't want to know too yeah, much about them. Yeah, like true. if they wouldn't tell your grandma, they shouldn't tell you. Honestly, um, fair. Yeah. That kind of thing. But so we move from this decision that I've got resting kind of amused energy <laughs> about the world. I'm interested in this. To them then asking like what my um, birth date is and what star sign I am. Yeah. 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 I'm famously cuspy. Yep. Famously cuspy. And then we get to my birth chart. And as we're going through it, they're like, like kind of that tracks or whatever, or that makes sense and, and making the assessments. And then we get to this bit where everyone loses the plot. And I don't know why, to be okay. honest. So we get to... Have I seen this? Um, I don't know. Okay. Okay. So this is what everyone lost it about. So my moon is in Aquarius. All right. Checks out. You being a bit of a freak sometimes. In what sense? Uh, You're going to have to remind me what this means. I'm going to have to remind you. Yeah. Oh, Aquarius. Aquarians are like famously like, you know, they they want to be really social and really like, you know, in it and whatever. But also they're a little bit distant and also they're just a bit fucking weird. Okay. But what is it if it's my moon? Uh, your moon it is how you present, I think. Okay. Yes. All right. So this is what they freaked out about was, okay, they were like mm, interested in that. Interesting. Fine. At this point. Everyone loses it, but Tasman's now, she's interested. Oh, it is not easy to get her interest. At this point, she's beeline. She's in. Everyone's out of the way. She's in there. She's got questions, right? Mm -hmm. So my moon's in Aquarius, but my sun is in Taurus. Everyone loses it. Your sun sign? Mm. That's just your main sign. Is it? Yeah. Are you sure it's not your rising? My rising. Your rising's in Taurus. Okay. There we go. Okay. So that's where everyone loses the plot. Okay, because Tasman is a Taurus. Yes, I'm, yeah. I, I, can, I know. I yes. don't know anything about this, but I can tell. Yeah. Yeah. So everyone's lost it over the fact that my rising and my moon combination and my sun. Are in opposition. Yes. Yeah. Everyone's lost it. I don't know why. It makes you a real enigma. <laughs> <laughs> it's a confu- Because it's a confused combination. So, so, um... Tasman's in there. Yeah. And she's wanting to know more about this. And what she wants to know about is my love life, basically. And so she goes. She's so funny. She goes <laughs> She goes in with, um, how many times have you been in love? Okay. Forward. She's so direct. I love it. I think two only. Oh, I didn't say four. I meant no, four. I know. Yeah. She yeah. was forward. Yeah. I think two only. Yeah. Because she goes, she's like, have you got walls up? Like, are you like reticent to let people in? <laughs> <laughs> okay, Dr. Lara, let me just sit down. <laughs> she's like, are you reticent to let people in? But then like, what? she's like, okay. So she's she's working out like what I'm like dating. Yeah. But she's like, what you're like dating is going to be very different to what you're like. In a relationship. Yes. 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 Yeah. And so she goes, how many times have you been proper in love? And I was like, I think two. And she goes, did you end it or did they? And I was like, mm, they did. Mm-hmm. And she was like, mm, that tracks. Because they're confused by the person they dated versus the person you are. N- no, she's no? like, you would just never end it. You will never end it. While you loved them. While you loved them. Yeah. Wow. She was like, you would just never call it. I think we're going to need to get her on the pod. Mm. I've got questions. I feel like calling mm. her right now. Right now. Yeah. She was just like, if you have attached to that person and you're in love with them, if you'd fallen out of love with them, you could. Yeah. But if you were, while you loved them, she's like, you would never end it. Yeah. Ever. Whoa. Mm. I want to know why. I so don't know why. that was her assessment. I wonder if Jess knows why. I don't know. But then, so we're talking about that, right? Yeah. And then this was my favorite part. Emma just walks by and she goes, that sounds like an attachment issue. <laughs> <laughs> not your moon or whatever not your horoscope <laughs> okay i am gonna say this um i think a toxic i don't think it's that toxic but maybe maybe a little bit toxic toxic trait of um particularly like senior teachers who have a um, like senior end school teachers uh who have like a sociology psychology philosophy background and particularly early childhood teachers like us um 
we can't help but be pseudo psychologists. Oh, all the time. Because we like we know too much about the brain. And the patterns and are interesting. You're yeah. like just looking for the patterns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's become trendy to do the attachment style stuff. Yeah. Um, and it's like it's just useful as a framework, like anything in mm. psych. It's not gonna answer everything, it's not rigid and fixed. It's just a framework it's, for making sense yeah. of things. Yeah, yeah. It's like to make things a little bit more tangible for things that are maybe a little bit uh, convoluted, complex. Yeah. Particularly to, with complex trauma. And to give language to different needs or whatever it might be. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I've had this like thorough kind of personality assessment and I was like just walking away being like, I I think they think I'm cool. And I was shell-shocked. I, w- I was like in bed at night. I was like, the cool kids, kids think I'm cool. And it's amazing how much that... I don't know, hangs over from school, right? Like it's mm. been a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know, 15 years, 16 years Maybe since more, I would have first yeah. thought they were like super cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I had another encounter um, with, she in the same year group? The Riz. Mm, year younger, I think. Yeah, I had another encounter with another older kid who <laughs> I haven't seen for years in a Westfield. <laughs> and, like, it should have just been like a normal, hi, how are you encounter. <laughs> but this person just seemed so dazed to, like, see me in the wild or something. Like, and like, she was. Like, she you're was, a celebrity. Yeah, like, she was lovely about it, but it was so complimentary that I was a bit taken aback. And I was like, oh, I don't know if I, when I encounter these people, I immediately feel like in my head I'm inhabiting my 13-year-old self body uh, yeah, again. Yeah, could be, could be. And then when they don't respond to me the way 13-year-old me would be thinking or anticipating them to respond, I'm yeah. like, well, what is what? going on? Where's the glitch in the matrix? Can't like, make sense. It doesn't make any sense. But actually, it's been a long time and we've grown a lot. Yeah. Yes. Anyway. Wild. So I had a fun time at your party. I'm glad you had a fun time. It took me an hour and a half to leave, though, I swear. You just kept announcing you were leaving and oh I kept gosh. watching you just, like, not go. Just, just getting edging slightly closer. And the reason that was interesting to me, for, for two reasons, was because you famously smoke bomb out of a party. Well, this is evidence. Sorry, <laughs> this is proof that that is the right strategy. <laughs> That's the correct way to go. Otherwise, you don't go. Because you just, you stayed here for so long. So I thought you were long. gone and then you were here again. And I was like, I was did you even come back? No, I was, st- I hadn't made it out the door yet. It was absolutely wild. Oh, it was weird. The other reason I thought it was crazy was because um, it was getting really quite late. And you also famously do not stay out at parties late. No. And I ended up, yeah, like I ended up, I think, getting home at 1130 or something. Yeah. It was late for me. Real yes, late. Yeah. Um, so normally I'll go to a party and 10 o'clock's my, yeah, cause it takes me a while to wind down when I get home and I need, I'm famously need my sleep and all of these things, yeah. but also I just like being at home. Like my social battery taps out. You w- want to cuddle a dog and a cat. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and if I'm out too late, the cat goes a bit nuts. He goes yep. a bit bananas cause we haven't had our allotted cuddle, but he won't give it to me. He'll just tear up the house instead. Oh. That's so toxic. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I don't know what his rising is. Anyway. Taurus. <laughs> no, it's probably Aries. I have an Aries rising. What does that mean? Okay. So I am a Libra sun. So it's like my main sun sun mm. um, with a Gemini moon. Ooh, that's why I'm like <laughs> maybe starting shit sometimes. Fair enough. Um, and I have an Aries rising. Lovely. So basically that means the Libra means... I can't make up my mind because I'm too, like, indecisive about everything. I'm like, oh, there's so many options. Constantly, like, balancing the scale, weighing everything up. Um, And then the... Tiring. Yeah. And then the, like, Gemini moon is, like, um, you know, I'm also trying to, like, figure out the best way to make everything work and, um, you know, how how to present to everyone. So, you know, to make everything function so i can't make up my mind about things but i also really want to have my say and the aries rising means i'm gonna fight about it even (laughs) though i can't decide what i want you red flag yeah yeah so the other thing that i um noticed about your party was you got to enjoy not enjoy you got to experience the curse of having a hound at Mm. a party because they are so popular yep that people will not follow the hound rules while they are at the party Oh, they won't. They won't. 
no matter. And so my dog Poppy used to live with my friend Chloe and I went to a party at Chloe's and Poppy was like stowed away in a bedroom. Yes. She kind of came out to do a round of hellos. Yep. And then to satisfy everyone. And then she was having a nap in her bedroom. Yep. And like individual people were allowed in for a pat only with Chloe's permission and Chloe present. Yep. Reasonable. Reasonable. You tried to follow a similar um, kind of path. It wasn't that I wanted him locked up because I thought he would be fine with the people. It was the problem was that Pocket has absolutely no self-control about food. None. Yes. Um, and because it's a party, some people are, you know, and the house is absolutely heaving. It's full. Like we're buckling at the walls. It was heaving. And this was a party that started yeah. out with um, one of the organisers being worried because there weren't enough like invites. Yeah. Yeah. And then every single person you invited turned up. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> when does that happen? I don't know. And we couldn't go outside because it was absolutely Boring. pissing down rain. Yeah. And so we're all inside. And we can't get outside. And, you know, my mum is like trying to feed, I don't know, like the Spanish Armada. Oh, my God. Your mum and her so like alfoil trails of lasagna, trays of lasagna were, she was a hero. I don't know how she does it. She just. I don't. She, it was something to behold. When did, it, when did she even make it? I don't it was know. amazing. So no one went hungry. Your mum just like rocked up, fed everyone and left. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was wild. And, but, you know, sort of the thing was that people, because they're a party, they don't want to be like up and, you know, like no one wants to be doing jobs all the time. Mm-mm, mm-mm. So which means they put their plate down. Yes. And Pocket. is He's going to be having some. He is going to eat Literally Every, everything. everything. He's going to eat everything. So instead of me being a, you know, like an evil house frau. Yes. Um, you know, being mean to everyone. It, the easiest solution was just to put him in a bedroom. Yes. Um, and I thought because we were out sort of in the living room, I'll put him in Jess and Emma's room. Um, because of how I put him down the other, like he, he will cry. Cause Too he's far want, away. He doesn't want to be in the bedroom. He's not like Poppy where he's going no. for a nap. He wants to be in the thick of the action. Yes. Um, so I'm thinking, I'm just going to sentence him there while the food is out. Mm-hmm. And then when the food is back or what, like, you know, people are sort of finished, yeah. we can clear it. He can come back out. That's fine. You know, because do you know about, you know about the Christmas cake incident? Yes. He had oh. recently, not long before this eaten. <laughs> and then the day after the gummy bears. <laughs> Poppy last week ate a whole <laughs> jar of peanut butter. You sent me a message saying it came out the same texture it went oh. in. <laughs> At 3am and 6am. <laughs> <laughs> but it somehow increased in volume anyway. I don't know how they do that. Oh. So the gummy bears were similar. So, <laughs> I, yeah, anyways, I was really worried about him when he ate half a Christmas cake that my mum put in a bedroom. But I'm not sure why. Anyway, anyway, so I've already been burned with like pocket eating food and me being frightened for his life. Yeah. And having to clean up after them. Oh, Christ. Anywho, so he's in a bedroom. Yeah. And I can't tell except you. Except he's not. Except he's not because he keeps getting let out by people who keep going in there. And I'm like, I don't know if they aren't accustomed to animals or they've never had a dog yeah. or they just. They're like not from They a think property. he's in there by accident. Like leave the gate how you found it rules, but for the pets. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know what was going on, but I, I can't tell you how many times people let that dog out of the bedroom. And then so we decided as an alternative, we'd go outside yep. and take Pocket with us. Yeah. And obviously people are in here eating yep. and he can see them through the screen door. And so he's at the screen door. We, we are like down even we're like not. past the deck. We're like around the side of the house. But we're not very far away. We're not far. I can still see him. Yeah. And I can hear the people. Constantly. Us, constantly saying. Trying to let him in. Does he want to come in? And I'm getting more and more furious <laughs> with these people I do not know. <laughs> you, you are. Like you legitimately are. I've had to go outside because I'm raging now. You're, you're because I'm like. I've suggested we make a cup of tea. Like. <laughs> Because, like, the sixth time this girl let this this friggin' dog out of the bedroom, I was like, that's it. That's fucking it. I'm going to hit the roof if I don't take this dog outside because he's he because he keeps bothering everyone. Everyone's like, oh, Pocket's eating the food. And I was like, well, why if, you, he just, was in the if you leave the goddamn door shut, we won't yeah. have this problem anyway. Hasn't so, anybody ever heard of closing a goddamn close, door? Close the fucking door. Now we door. know what the song's about. 
<laughs> Thank you for that, boy. <laughs> the groom's bride is a hound. And now we know. <laughs> yes. And so Emma's dad is at the back door. At the disco, but that's okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, it is too. It is. It is Panic at the Disco. This is a little bit of lore, but I bought Tom a Full Out Boy CD for his 14th-ish birthday. Mm. Yeah, it was good times. It was. I listened to it a lot. It was a good CD. It was. Um, it was, yeah, it was the days, because it was CDs, it had all the words in the little yes, book, which yeah. I love. I love that. I love reading the lyrics. Me too. Um, but anyway, on this on this day, Emma's dad is at the back door saying, does he want to come in? Con- and I was like, no, he doesn't want to come in. Leela's <laughs> trying to let him in. Like He's telling everyone. He's telling everyone, I, I, do, I need to be in. Pocket Pocket is absolutely lying through he's his teeth. He's lying through his teeth. Lying through his teeth about this. He's saying I'm allowed. <laughs> I'm saying he's not allowed. <laughs> do not open that door. If you do, you'll pull back a bloody stub. So you did get to experience, yeah, hound parties. And they, they are just like people overstimulate them a little bit as well. But the other problem with Pocket is it was getting dark and he is the colour of the, the night carpet. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I had warned people about that. I said in the dark he's invisible on the carpet. He's invisible. Except for his white, white toe. Yeah. Which he, you can see from here. <laughs> he's decided to just sort of pop a squat or have a sit, sorry. Um, <laughs> he uh, he's in the middle of the dining room, he's in the literally mid- in the middle of the he's floor. In the middle of the floor, and someone like trips on him, but not just the once. They like trip, and then as they stumble, just like kick him a few more times. It was Brenton, and he really <laughs> laid the boot in, but he didn't mean to. He really like Brenton would never. And I think he was still so surprised because even as it was happening, and he was he, he like didn't stepping know on the what door, he tripped he still, on. He still is looking at the ground, not sure wh- what what's it is. there. Yeah, like something's growling at him. And he's just <laughs> <laughs> See the dog. The dog's invisible on the dark carpet. So then all of a sudden everyone really unfairly is like, whoa, pocket, all scary. And we're like. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and I think that I think he'd growled at Emma because Emma tried to put him back in the bedroom. But I'm like, sorry, he he is now facing, I'm going to say probably 30 people mm. who all have a plate full of food. Yeah. And she's trying to get him back in the bedroom without like coaxing hook, him hook. in. Yeah. With with some food, yeah. I was like, it's not going to happen. He's going to growl at you. <laughs> he knows what he's owed. The cheese tax has not been paid. And I was like, I'm better get some smackos down. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we've had a few celebrations. We've had a bit go on. I um wanted to touch really quickly on, and I've got a few things to get through here, but okay, sure. The final thing on celebrations is my complex Christmas party. Yeah, okay. So you have alluded to this, but I think you've been withholding the actual story. So from I've been me. withholding the actual story yeah. and it like it isn't a story of anything except um body corporate politics. <laughs> you and Ben need to talk about this because he lives for it. So I've um the first year I've moved into my complex, they had a Christmas party. Then it was all the COVID stuff and everyone in the complex is really old. So they didn't have it. Yep. Then they were going to have it this year mm-hmm. and it was raining and like we normally do it outside and then they did book a venue but the venue couldn't have us and so they cancelled it postponed it until the end of january mm-hmm. so we had our christmas christmas party at the end of january they rename it <laughs> still still pretending it's christmas, christmas decorations christmas foods christmas party sorry you've had a ham at the end of january <laughs> <laughs> Everyone gets told to bring a plate and to bring a chair. There is every time far too much food because everyone brings a plate to cater for everyone, but not everyone is eating 50 plates worth of bits, right? So You've got exponential amounts of food. Too much. So I turn up with my plate. I've baked cookies because I figure they'll keep. I can take them back. Yep. Or people can take them, whatever. Whatever. And there's like some little kids now, which is nice. I turn up and they go, you've not brought fo- brought food, have you? Yes. Yeah, obviously, because it was bring a plate and a chair <laughs> as with in, the instructions. As instructed. Yeah. It's stinking hot. It's being held in a garage. Oh, <laughs> no. Nah. At the complex? Yeah. No. Nah, like a, a double garage. No. That has no wall in the middle. It's being held in the garage. It's definitely cooler outside the garage, but they've set up all the chairs in the garage. It goes from five till six. I bet there's not a fan in sight. As I turn, no, not at all. As I turn up, one of the matriarchs, I'll say, okay, comes to give me a hug. She used to be, oh, I don't want to, no, I won't give too much away. I won't tell you what she used to do. Okay. <laughs> and she goes, it's a smaller than usual Christmas party and you'll notice some people missing this year. 
because there's been a fallout over the gardening strategy. You've got my undivided attention. Now, if, I, if there is some beef about some azaleas, I'm there. I already know about this fallout a little bit because okay. I've seen it appear in the minutes from the executive committee meetings. Oh, do you read them? Yeah. God, I'm the... Yeah, Duh. okay. <laughs> I would never. I've seen this appear. I've also had separate sets of people come and like get my ear about the gardening on a couple of occasions. Oh, okay. And I know that I'm like accidentally embroiled in this. Oh, because I let the gardeners take out a paperback tree that is not on my property, mm-hmm. but is near it and the limbs kind of hang over. And it was sick because it was planted. There were two trees just planted too close together, like 30 centimetres apart from each other. And so they were both sick Yeah, because there just wasn't enough room. One tree had to go. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> they took out the um, paperback because the other one was deciduous. Was it out the front or the back? It's where the visitor's parking is. Yeah, okay, sure. And the deciduous one means that I get winter sun when it drops its leaves. So kept that one. They cut the other one down. I also let them pollard or sort of cut off the tops of two, um, two, what were they, Mm callistamins on my driveway that actually are on my property and I was going to pay someone to do that, but they offered to do it. So I was like, yeah, please do it because they were just too tall and I couldn't maintain them. So now they're like six foot. Yep. They're like shrubs. They're going to shrub up. It'll be really nice. That's what they're kind of meant to be. Aren't they like, they're like bottle brushes, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so I know that that's happened. Meanwhile, some of the residents have been getting angry about the level of pruning that has been going on in the complex. Prune. The lady doth prune too much. <laughs> they prune too much. The young men, the poor young men that do the gardening, <laughs> get followed around. Who are doing what they've bloody told. Been employed to do. They're, they're like two days a week. They're, it's a big cost that we spend money on the gardening, but the complex is beautiful. They have, according to many people, been going too hard on the taking of, taking out of things mm-hmm. and the pruning back, cutting back of things because one half of the committee, mm-hmm. no, basically the people on the committee really like a really manicured garden. Yeah. Yeah. They like like the hedges to be in little shapes and they don't like things looking overgrown. Everyone else who is on this other team. They don't mind it a bit shaggy. They don't mind it a bit shaggy. Yeah, right. I think there's an in-between. What the hell is that? Is it a bin? Oh, okay. So, it <laughs> for those listening... I'm not sure if this is what's happening, but occasionally the neighbours up at Motorbikes. I think I think number um, number like 15 or something. Sometimes they ride motorbikes up and down this alleyway, mm-hmm. like the literal footpath. They're absolutely deranged. <laughs> I think there's a clear middle ground, which okay. is that um, we want layers of stuff. We want undergrowth, medium growth, big growth. Yep. But a lot of the undergrowth and a lot of the shorter stuff was invasive weeds mm-hmm. that the gardeners have effectively removed, killed and removed. Good. And, th- and they've been mulched over mm-hmm. and now things can be planted in there. Mm-hmm. But it'll take them a while to grow. Anyway, some members of the community have asked for basically a ceasefire on any and all pruning at all. Or removal of trees without the express permission of the people in the units surrounding those bushes and trees. <laughs> and the committee have come back with, logistically, that's too hard. Given, like, how often our gardeners are here and we need to have a gardening plan. Like, we can't get everyone's permission on whether we cut back a bush. It, that, it's a logistical nightmare. Also, it's insane. I think long letters have been written. And like signed. God, I want to read them. People, I want to read them so bad. People have resigned. Long-standing members of the executive committee have resigned. And half the complex hasn't shown for this party. Imagine resigning from the executive committee for the place that you live. Like, it's not like you resign a workplace and you don't have to go there anymore. They still live there and are still affected by the decisions. It doesn't make any sense to resign. So this is a small party now, <laughs> right? <laughs> And I know I'm in the middle of it because of this tree that I've let them take out. I think this is the Last Supper and you're Judas. Anyway. <laughs> I'm sort of pretending like... And you're like Marion's apostles. I'm pretending a little bit like I wasn't consulted on the tree. <laughs> that is the strategy I would use. 
I'm like, oh, yeah, they said something to me about, yeah, I think they did. They did say something about the tree. Maybe I wasn't paying attention. Like, mm. just I'm like. Gonna, I'm going to say a bunch of things, but not say anything at all. I'm playing both sides. Give but nothing away. If pressed, I know which side to choose. Yeah, and, the and pruning side. The party. No, it's the party people side. Oh, why? Because they've just got, they've just got more personality, more and sway. Do they like the shaggy garden? I think they're just, yeah, they're shaggy garden people. Yeah. But they're also, they're setting the vibe of the complex. Okay. Yeah. Right. They're okay. the cool kids. Yeah. But they're in their eighties. <laughs> like genuinely. You can be cool and old. Absolutely. So that's how this party starts. At precisely six o'clock, the snapping of chairs as people fold up their camp chair and go home begins. Cause it goes from five till six, this party. And I'm like, beautiful. You waited over a month for an hour long party. Literally, in a literally an hour. Except I've stayed slightly too long. Mm-hmm. And I'm now at the secret inner circle after party of the party. Get out of here. I know. You're in the inner sanctum. I am. And while we're sitting here in this inner sanctum, the ringleader of the tree, anti tree pruning society, <laughs> announces that this summer she has trapped and killed 19 Indian minor birds. <laughs> For those listening, that's against the law. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing. That's bad. Well, they are pests. <laughs> they are. They're the fucking worst. And they get in your roof and they eat it all up and it's all shit. And they, they drive out the native birds and they're really horrible. <laughs> they are bad. They're awful. Okay. Using traps that this person's mate gets made at one of the local prisons. <laughs> <laughs> so they, what? They're just like rocking up to the AMC. <laughs> Getting some Indian minor bird traps yeah. for your complex. I can't tell you. Um, I don't know why I suspect this, but I think I'm I'm quite sure this is what's happened. But and tell me if I'm wrong. Did this person swell with pride? Yeah, they're offering to help if anyone wants to know how to do it. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> like that. Yeah, they, 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 if you've got an Indian minor bird problem, <laughs> this person is. Happy to help. They're going to sort out your infestation. They are going to sort it right out. Because someone (laughs) said to me, the way this came up was someone said to me, have you happened to see any Indian minor birds around lately? And I was like, actually, I haven't. Suspicious. Not since spring. (laughs) (laughs) So now I'm at this after party of octogenarian (laughs) bird murderers. And I love them. They're like great people, right? But I just Except was, for the fact that they're avian assassins. <laughs> I just was not expecting this tutorial on capturing and carbon monoxide. <laughs> carbon monoxide? <laughs> what? I've got... Okay. Do you know, actually, my first question is how are they smuggling the traps out of the Alexander McConaughey Centre? I, I mean, I don't know if it's like a prepare for work program or if they're like, I wasn't going to name the jail. For- <laughs> I'm just guessing. <laughs> <laughs> like, do they do metal work for like leisure activities? I don't know. I don't know. And maybe the trap, maybe the trapping's legal. I don't know. Anyway. I don't think the trapping <laughs> is legal. <laughs> oh, maybe the traps. Yeah. But you're definitely not allowed to carbon monoxide though. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so Far out. now we're all sitting around <laughs> and then my immediate neighbours, who I think are very religious, the bloke just goes, I'm going to make up a name for, um, no, I won't. The bloke just goes, are they good eating? Get out. <laughs> Not nah, they're all bones for a start. And secondly, what a question. <laughs> and so he starts on about um, if greenies really cared about the environment. They should be eating your carbon monoxide Indian minor birds. What? <laughs> that doesn't even make sense. Get him around here. I'm going to slap the stupid rod out of him. So now, yeah, so now I'm sitting and they're like, so when are you going to join us for our special Sunday dinners? And I was like, oh, my God. 
Uh, do you know what's on the menu? India mana bags. <laughs> <I know. laughs> Every time I smell a barbecue in the concept complex now. I'm like, the fact there's a tally, like someone's recording somewhere how many. And oh my God, it was. And the, That's some Buffalo Bill bullshit the from like Sons of the Lambs. <laughs> so not only am I now in like the splint off fractured. So I've chosen the right team though, because clearly well, these people assassins. are capable of <laughs> some ruthless um, tactics. <laughs> <laughs> Shouldn't they have to happen? And I'm like, oh my god, I'm stuck here. I'm stuck. Like, you have to be on their team, otherwise they're gonna tighten the noose around your neck, and it's not gonna be pretty. And like, I just, I was like, oh my god, how? And how long does this after party go for? It's a Sunday. Like, hmm. turns out seven o'clock on the dot, everyone's packed up. The second party is also precisely one hour. Precisely one hour. <laughs> Which actually makes the Sunday dinners more appealing to me because clearly we're not hanging around. I don't know. It's all a bit weird. <laughs> so I can't wait for next year's, to be honest. <laughs> I want to know what the tally is by December <laughs> next year. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, I don't know if you have any tales to tell about people. Murdering animals? No, <laughs> I don't think so. Far out. I just was not. I don't want to tell you the profession of this person, but like the profession would not make you think this. Like nothing about this person would make you think that that is what they're doing in their spare time. Oh, yeah. Uh, and on that, we probably should uh, finish up talking about celebrations. Mm. So this has been the uh, Celebration Podcast, friends. And we'll finish this. We'll finish this. <laughs> <laughs> Why won't we finish this episode? <laughs> Immediately distracted. <laughs> okay. You standing up to walk away attached to your headphones still. <laughs> And me seeing into the future. Like, I was like Raven Simone being like. And I'm thinking, I know where this is going. You're going to like <laughs> fall over. Hit your head on the table. Okay. It sounds like um, by the level of cackling, we need to finish this one Okay. Um, if you're like us and you've had enough of this episode. <laughs> you can celebrate that it's over. <laughs> We're all going to say goodbye. We're going to say goodbye. Okay. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Good friends. Goodbye. Oh, no copyright. No copyright. <laughs> Opposite, opposite. Only uncopyrighted. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, ciao. Bye. Bye.